Hello and welcome back to the Sports Brief Podcast. Uh, Colton Hall here, obviously. Welcome back. Uh, a lot of great things happening this week. Uh, the Vikings won a game. I'm very excited. Uh, a lot of different things as well. Uh, let's see. What else, Tristan? Uh, there was a lot, really. Because the Packers won. Kind of uh, and, and kind of won in, I don't want to say in a, a, a lucky way, but they won. They won. Uh, but in all in all, it was a good game that, uh, that I watched. Um and, but I'm not gonna lie. To you. Every time I hear a Packers fan like talk, they are, and it's not, it's not you. It's like, like Ben Connett, who's over here. Uh, you know, I, I'd mentioned to him that, hey, dude, the Packers got lucky. Like, they, the only reason they won is because the, the, they don't, I don't know how much they paid the refs. I'm kidding, but I don't know what happened there. But he goes, he says, I don't care. It's a win. So I mean, who cares? I guess it's a win, right? Yeah, it feels good to be sitting at five and one uh, with our new coach. But uh, yeah, I. I got to agree with you. We at, we absolutely lucked out with that win. Uh, we shouldn't have won that game, I don't think. Um, I feel like we're four and two, but <laughs> records five and one. But you know, when the when they had to do something at the end of the game, they were able to make it happen. When they were given new life with the penalties, they were able to make something out of it. But you know, yeah, it's definitely inexcusable. The refing was awful uh, on both sides of the ball. And I'm not saying that there was a lot that didn't go the Packers' way. There was, and there was a lot that went the Packers' way. Obviously, the 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 hands-to-the-face calls that ultimately saved saved us and won us the game because I think there was a third and ten, and Rodgers got sacked on it, and we were going to have to punt when there was only three or four minutes left and we needed to score a touchdown. But there was a hands-to-the-face call. Got him a first down, and they ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive, and that ultimately set us up for the game-winning field goal. And yeah, you just hate to see it. It's going on. There's there's really bad refing going around. I mean, it's not just that game; it's lots of games. And it is. But this was this was probably the most evident of what we've seen in in the previous weeks, at least. I mean, there was two hands to the face calls that were called. Um, one of them was ridiculous i mean the hand never touched the helmet it was on the shoulder pad there was one i think the first one that was called he had his helmet for a split second it wasn't even on his face it was just on the side of his helmet but he let go and went down to the shoulder pad and they called hands to the face but i don't really agree with it i wouldn't have called it if i was a referee but yeah you just hate to see it and hopefully hopefully they start to clean it up a little bit yeah um you know and again it's the one thing i learned and one thing I've uh, I've I've looked at is, and the one thing I've, I've you know that the coach my coach really taught me is you can't ever leave it up to the refs. So I kind of want to go in two kind of uh, two different ways about this. Obviously, yes, the Packers won, um, but I feel like I feel like the Lions outplayed the Packers just um, yeah. in most cases. Uh, I also feel like though the Lions kind of uh, I don't feel sorry for them. I really don't. I really don't feel sorry for uh, Lions fans because you had multiple opportunities to put the Packers away. There was a time, I think they had, what, three or four drives in yeah. the red zone that ended in field goals. If you ask me, Tristan, I don't think that you should, I don't think nobody should feel sorry for him. You had an opportunity to put Aaron Rodgers and the Packers away in Lambeau Field, right? Yep. At Lambeau Field. You had an opportunity to put them away. You didn't do it. Now you lost. It's that's just the nature of the business. You have to be able to, in, in the NFL especially, if you want to take down a good team in a tough away game, you have to. You have to do it at their field. You have to be able to punch it in from a yard out. You have to be able to score touchdowns instead of field goals. That's just the harsh reality of the NFL. Um, as far as the penalties go, though, 
Um, the first one I didn't really see. Like I didn't see where the on either one of them. I really didn't see it. But you know that's just the nature of the business. Like you can't just. I mean, yes, it sucks that you lost a game from it but at the end of the day it's it's really your own fault if you're a lions fan but i don't know i think a lot of people and i've kind of talked to some people about it too is they really think that it, it might ruin the nfl in a way i don't know what to think about that because I, i'm you're never going to get me to stop watching football like i don't care who you are so i mean i'm always going to watch the nfl but I, I saw an interesting stat and i put it on um i think i shared it with you or at least put it on our, our outline here there in last year i think there was a, a total of 1754 penalties or something yeah. Um, and then, uh, and I got this from uh, I can't recall where I'm actually going to look it up now. But um, I think we're on pace right now to shatter that. And to be honest, I think it comes at a cost, though. I mean, if you're trying to obviously, they're trying to make the game safer, which I understand and I support. But at some point, there's got to be a you got it. You just got to pick, to be honest with you. Uh, and I'm looking at right here uh, different plays. Um, blah, blah, blah. There's there's a lot of different things here that are going on um, against count. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to find exactly where I found this, but uh, where these statistics come from. But they have had through six games. Most teams. There's the Cleveland is the most penalized team in the NFL. I'm not really shocked there because they've been kind of playing awfully. Uh, there, yeah, 1,307, 1,376 penalties through the first three, uh, first six games in the NFL. So that 1,754 was wrong. But um, and then last year in all 16 games, uh, I'm just trying to see it here. In all 16 games, again, remember that 1,300, whatever it was. Uh, Against counted, yeah, three three one three three thousand five hundred sixty nine. Now keep in mind that's through a full, uh, you know, full playoffs included and everything. But I, it looks like we're they're on pace to break the the the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The penalty total. Which again, I understand it if you want to be able to save the players, if you want to be because they're an investment to these owners. I understand that, but at the same point, are do you think it's taking anything away from the game? Because I think it's getting dangerously close. Yeah, I do. Um, I do think the uh, the the added penalties are are taking away an element, a physicality element to the game that I don't think should be taken away from the game. Um, quarterbacks are too protected now. Now receivers are getting a little too protected. Um, pretty soon it's going to be linemen with holding calls and all this crap, hands to the face. But yeah, I think we'll probably break the penalty record by a good four or five hundred. I would guess at least. Oh, yeah. um, not surprising, but yeah, I really, um, sorry, I'm distracted here by the game. I'm watching the Chiefs yeah. and Broncos game, and yeah, unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes left the game with, uh, it appears to be a knee injury. Oh, um, the team is screwed. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's nothing serious, because I'm actually going to the, the Kansas City and Packers game next week. Oh, yeah. I was really looking forward to them dueling, but hopefully it's leaving? not serious. But yeah, penalties. Even just watching this game, I've already seen four or five penalties, and it's not even halftime. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's ruining the game. I mean, linebackers and defensive ends, defensive linemen, they don't really know how to hit quarterbacks anymore. Like, yeah. what's okay? If you even brush the back of their helmet with your hand, you're going to get called for roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. If if you shoot for their legs, you're going to get called for roughing the passer. It's like you don't know what to do. Uh, I think there was a game last year. I forget which team it was, but um, I, I want to say it was Eli Manning got sacked, but the guy who sacked him kind of like 
he wrapped him up and he kind of just like set him on the ground like, <laughs> and looked at the ref like, is that okay? And yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, that's really what it's come to though. That's, yeah. that's literally what it's come to. Unfortunately. And when you sign up to play football, you sign up to play a dangerous game. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, I don't think they really need to make all these new rules protecting the players because they know what they signed up for. They signed up to play a physical, dirty game. They're going to get hurt. They're going to get concussed. Everybody's going to get concussed. Yeah. Um, it's it's a dirty game. You're, you're going to get hurt. I don't think there's any reason to be trying to make it safer unless it's obvious stuff like helmet to helmet. That yeah. was a rule that needed to be created. But all the roughing the passer crap, uh, um, the, the new pass interference reviews, I'm not for it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm gonna kind of bring a stat here. Uh, I finally got I finally got everything under control. Uh, by the way, I'm getting the stats from NFLPenalties.com. So if you guys don't believe me, that's where you will find this information. You know, through the playoffs and everything uh, last year, there was 3,569 penalties. Okay, I'm gonna write that down so we can maybe refer to that later. 3,569 penalties. Uh, 169 through six weeks again 1376 penalties there's still two more games left to be played before we hit that kind of that midway mark and we can multiply i don't know i was never good at math but uh from the looks of it uh we need about 1700 to be able to beat that with playoffs included um and and i still think i, th- I still think we're gonna beat it maybe your you know your guess of four or five hundred is correct but listen there comes a point when you have to be able to tell yourself, and, and this and this is the referees looking here, are we being too careful? Are we? Sometimes you gotta let the boys play because this is the NFL. This is what they get paid to do. This is you know you said it. They know what they signed up for. They know what they're going into. This isn't you know they're not going in this thing blindfolded. They know what could happen. I mean there has been unfortunately there has been players that have been uh, pen, uh, paralyzed because of how you know how bad they get injured. A very unfortunate thing. But they knew going into the game. I think all these players know how dangerous this game is. Uh, but at the same time, you can't take it away from them. If they want to play full speed, this is what they're paid to do. I mean, they're paid ungodly amounts of money because, I mean, they can, frankly, they can do stuff that I literally dream of. I wish I could bench 500 pounds. That would be really nice. I wish I could run, you know, 28, 29 miles an hour. That would be nice. Maybe 28 or 29 is a little, is a little, you know, nice. But still, the point is, you're getting paid all this money. Let them play. And that's what we, that's what, you know, what the, the fans, that's why we pay, you know, for tickets. And that's why we pay for jerseys. That's why we continue to tune in every Sunday. By the way, when are you leaving for, uh, for Green Bay? Uh, I'm leaving, it's in Kansas City, actually. I'm Is leaving, uh, I'm leaving next Thursday afternoon. We're heading yeah. down to uh, Omaha. Then we're going to head to Kansas City for the weekend with our friends, do some fun stuff. Probably go to the zoo, probably tailgate all day on Sunday. It's a Sunday oh, night game. We got all, we got okay. all day out um unfortunately it doesn't really need to be a prime time game anymore because the mvp uh patty mahomes is probably not going to be playing from the <sighs> looks of what i've seen so far um has he returned know, no i'm no expert um i can't be going around going around diagnosing stuff <laughs> but when a player tears their acl they do the same thing patrick mahomes just did um Come on. Well, I, I saw him walking off the field. He looked like he was walking okay and everything. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what that means. Players have done that. I mean, Carson yeah. Wentz, he tore his ACL. He, he I want to say he almost damn near jogged off the field. But when Jordy Nelson tore his ACL, he got up and jogged off the field. And yeah. the same thing. He said, it doesn't hurt as you bat it 
as bad as you would expect it to hurt, but it does take away some of the motion in your knee. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. I really hope that's not what happened, but that's what it looked like to me at least. I hope that's not the case, but mm-hmm. um, what was the uh, topic? We're talking about the Kansas City game. Yeah, we're talking about Kansas City game, yeah. Yeah, luckily, you know, their defense, Kansas City's defense is actually stepping up for them. They strip-sacked Joe Flacco, returned it for a touchdown. Uh, defense is playing well. Um, I'm not really sure still who their backup quarterback is, but, you know, as long as he can play solid, he's got weapons. He's got, you know, McCoy, Hill. Watkins is out right now. Uh, their offensive line's banged up. Travis, They got Travis Kelsey in. So I feel like as long as he can be productive and put up 20, you know, 25, 30 maybe points a game, the Chiefs should be okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just – I really hope the best for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I hope he's not injured because my fantasy team is donezo if he doesn't come back. I drafted him first overall in that league, man. I thought he was going to – oh. That's two yeah. leagues now that I'm awful in. I, yeah, I've got him I've got him starting in my fantasy league too. Um, so, I mean, at least he scored a touchdown. Yeah, one left. touchdown. But uh, – <laughs> You know, I you hate to see it, and I hope he yeah, I hope it's not bad. I also drafted Aaron Rodgers, so now I'm kind of just like he has he hasn't been bad, but he's kind of underperformed. Like you expect like 25, maybe 30 points a game. He's getting me like 17 or 18. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, man! Like, give me throw two more touchdowns. I don't care about your running game. Throw two more touchdowns. That's why I drafted you. Um, no, I come back to this NFL penalty thing though. I do think it's kind of a, like you said, it's taken away from the game, and at a certain point, we can't, you know, we can't call them anymore. They gotta, uh, I think, being too careful is, is it, in a way, it's taking away from the game. But you know, let's kind of jump back into this Patrick Mahomes situation. Kind of give us a little bit of a hot topic here, uh, and this is kind of a question again. Hopefully, hopefully, it's nothing serious. But do you think that the can the uh, Chiefs still make the playoffs if if he misses the rest of the season? If you know, I want to say yes because they're in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And I don't necess- I'm not saying I necessarily consider the AFC a weak division, but I think it's a lot weaker than the NFC. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. I think really in the AFC there's only three or four teams that are maybe two or three teams that are playoff locks and that's probably New England. It was Kansas City, probably still is Kansas City, we're hoping. Um yeah. the Ravens will be in the playoffs, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I you really don't know who's going to be in the playoffs in the AFC. You would think the Chargers would make it, um, but you really don't know. I still think they do make the playoffs. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually brought in an old veteran quarterback if Mahomes ends up being out for an extended period of time because mm-hmm. um, I've never heard of the backup, whatever his name is. But uh, – <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that's how bad hope, it is. But yeah, I think I do still think they make the playoffs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Moore, I had heard of him. I think he played mm. for the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, something I remember. Yeah, Matt he's Moore. played for a handful of teams. Um, but I mean, uh, let's see here, Matt Moore stats. I mean, I still think they can. They got an okay defense. Uh yes, Mister Matt Moore. <laughs> oh, I re- I remember I remember him. Yeah, played for the Dolphins for a while. Played for the. Uh, for the Panthers too. Yep, yep, yep. Remember him pretty well. Uh, no, I think they could still do it, uh, but it'll be a, a tough road ahead, especially you know not taking any shots at Matt Moore. But you're a backup quarterback. You're obviously not the real thing. I think I, in a way, I felt like Patrick Mahomes. He's the MVP for, from last year for a reason because he's what kept them in the game. So you know what? I'm gonna change my answer to no. If Patrick Mahomes cannot come back from this injury, I'm gonna go ahead and I, I don't think they can make it. I think he was the life that gave this team. 
he was a light that gave this team life, and they're not going to make it because if your quarterback is as good as Patrick Mahomes is, has been, or even close to that, obviously your team Packers are a great example. Pat, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers was so great for so long. Now he's got a defense and a running game. Uh, that's not good if you're you know NFC North fans or anybody in the, in the in the NFC. But the point is, I still I don't think they can make the playoffs. Not me taking a shot at Matt Moore, but you're, he's no Patrick Mahomes, obviously. So I don't think they can make the playoffs. I think this is uh, I think this is a big loss if he does indeed come out. So we'll have to see more on that developing. Um, but uh, no, great. Not my, absolutely not my Facebook, or excuse me, my fantasy team is totally done. Um, let's see here. What about Vikings and Packers game? I um, I already kind of spoke on it. I was pretty happy. Um, but uh, do you what else? I, like, do you kind of like get slighted or feel slighted when people kind of mention the fact that the the Packers might have gotten bailed out or not really? Or are you just kind of rolling with yeah. that? Yeah, it hurts. Uh... <laughs> I mean, there's been so many times the Packers have gotten – they've been on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the fail Mary in Seattle years ago. Um, you probably remember that. Yeah. But, yeah, there's been uh, – yeah, Patrick Mahomes has been ruled out. He's been ruled out. Yeah. But, um, you know, we talked about it last week. We talked about the Packers having a running game, having a defense. Aaron Rodgers not needing to be amazing anymore. And I think the game against Detroit Monday night was a really good example of something I said. I said Aaron Rodgers can be great when he needs to be great. Yeah. And they were given, obviously, they were given uh, new life on that drive after the hands-to-the-face call. And it was either you score a touchdown or you're probably going to lose. Yeah. And Rodgers just threw a straight 50-yard dime for that touchdown pass that kind of gave the Packers life, gave them some momentum, and... They forced a three and out on the Lions, and then they got the game-winning field goal. But he can still he can still be great when he needs to be great. But the running game, you know, Aaron Jones, the guy who had four touchdowns two weeks ago or last week against Dallas, mm-hmm. didn't do anything Monday night. Yeah. He had a fumble. He dropped a touchdown pass. Uh, oh, I was so infuriated by that. I was like, he was right in his hands. Beautiful pass. Dropped it. Yeah. But, yeah, Jamal Williams, I think he ended up having 100-plus yards yeah. Scoring a touchdown and yeah, so our one-two punch at running back is very good, probably very underrated. Yeah. Um, I'm just yeah, it's it sucks. Geronimo Allison, our our two slash three, he receiver. got walloped. Holy cow! He's in the concussion protocol now. He'll be out for a couple weeks, I'm sure. Devonte Adams is still out with uh, mm-hmm. church toe. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling got hurt in the game against Detroit. He returned in the game, though, but he didn't look very good. Um, you guys so, are just losing receivers. You might have to start signing some Uncle Ricos of the wide receiver league or something. <laughs> they signed uh, They signed somebody today. They signed Ryan Grant, a uh, former receiver for the Raiders. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They signed Ryan Grant today, and they released Trey Carson, one of our running backs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully... Hopefully he can he can bring a little stability to that receiving core and a little leadership. But uh, I mean, I'm I still, looking at his stats right now. Not not exactly. Sorry to interrupt you. Not exactly number one wide receiver. But I mean, yeah. I, he's I, all he needs to do at this point is just catch a couple passes and keep them in the game because I think the Packers defense and uh, running game will do the rest. Yeah, you don't need we don't need to bring in great receivers. You know, I'm pulling I'm pulling for the Packers to actually trade some draft picks away for a good another number two or number one receiver. Um, 
because the Packers don't do that very often. They don't make big trades in midseason, but we got this new GM who's been doing some some things differently. And I uh, obviously I don't really want Antonio Brown anymore. I would have <laughs> I would have liked to see it, but after what happened this year, I don't want Antonio Brown. However, I would love to see Odell Beckham and Green. I saw you tweeting that out, and I was like, I kind of a little bit of fear struck into me because if you give, I mean, Aaron Rodgers already is amazing with, uh, other than Devontae Adams, pretty much no name wide receivers at this point. Uh, I mean, I, maybe not no name wide receivers, but just not as, uh, it, it's not a receiving core um, like the Browns, for that matter, you know, uh, or the Vikings who have a number, uh, who, uh, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, who are both, I would say, top 10 receivers or top 15, because I think Diggs sometimes can get a little, be a little inconsistent. But I do still think that, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. You get him a good wide receiver. He's got a, he's got a really good offensive line. I don't think people realize that. Maybe he didn't, didn't exactly plan on Monday night, but he does have a really good offensive line. He has, you know, wide receivers. You don't need a superstar wide, to be a superstar wide receiver when you have an Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. Right. Like, Devontae I mean, Adams, I think perfect example is Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson. Neither of them were high draft picks. They were middle of the draft. I think Jordy got picked higher than Devontae Adams. Adams was a sixth rounder, I think, out of Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Never heard of the dude. He was uh, he was on our bench on our practice squad for a bit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he came in. The, the game he burst out was they started using him a lot against Dallas in the playoffs where Des dropped it. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he burst out that game, had some great plays, and, you know, all of a sudden, he's breaking all the Packers receiving records, and, mm-hmm. yeah, he's awesome. I, I'm really glad we have him, and I think he's a top, I think he's a top five, six receiver in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's hard to say, because you have Aaron Rodgers, like you said, throwing you the ball, yeah. and I feel like if he picked one guy, anybody in the league, he's kind of like Bill Belichick, he could go take a freaking McDonald's. Uh, cashier and turn him into a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll I'll say that that might be a little far fetched, but he would be that that McDonald's cashier would be a respectable NFL wide receiver running you know a solid six point four forty, but still scoring like ten touchdowns in a year. Like that would yeah. be absolutely incredible. Um, no, I agree. I think again, and this is why. This is why the NFC North is so tough because obviously Aaron Rodgers has been amazing for so long. How about was- Kirk Cousins? Okay, I'll get into him in a sec. Uh, but I, I just want to give props to the Packers because now they they actually put a lot of pressure on the Vikings and uh, and the Bears, in my opinion, because now I'll, I'll talk about Kirk Cousins. You know, here's the thing. I, I sat here last week and I said uh, that I thought the Vikings were going to lose because I think in order for the Vikings to have to win games, Kirk Cousins was going to have to air it out. And I don't know. They they just won against the Giants. Give me a little bit of slack, okay? I It was the Giants. It didn't really necessarily mean anything. And I still think, despite uh, – I, I still want to say I don't necessarily think that this game against the Eagles was that amazing because the Eagles' secondary is pretty much depleted. So, I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, they had Jalen Mills uh, out and they were basically playing their third and fourth cornerback. So it wasn't like it was, uh, it wasn't doing against the number one defense in the NFL. I will give them props though, because they do have really good pass rushers on the Eagles. I think the week before that, they had 10 sacks against the Jets. Um, they, they, I'll give him some props. He did play very well, and that was a very nice to see because Dalvin Cook wasn't able to do anything because the Philadelphia Eagles have probably one of the best running, uh, run-stopping defenses in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but I still think that um, it's going to come down to if he can do it against those better teams. Obviously, you know they got they got Detroit next week, and Detroit is Detroit's good team. You know they um, 
they and not trying to take shots at the Packers again, but they probably should have won Monday night, and they should probably be all, just about leading the NFC North right now. Uh, obviously, Detroit's a good team. Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. They've they've got him playing differently this year. I don't know. It's it's really uh, I'm kind of a little bit scared because I think the um, I think they're going to be able to kind of look at it. I think I think they're going to really push a lot of teams this year uh, to play their hardest. And again, Kirk Cousins played well, uh, but I'm not. Uh, I I was I was practicing this in the mirror how I was going to say this. Um, I'm encouraged. I'm not excited. Okay, that means you know I'm encouraged to see him do. You know I was encouraged to see him do well against a. Um, uh, it's not a mediocre defense, a, an injured defense that is still uh, otherwise pretty good. Uh, but I'm not excited. I'm not excited. I don't think he's going to be able, be able to continue to throw three touchdowns to Stefan Diggs, who I wish I would have drafted because I uh, I lost by 30 again in one of my other fantasy leagues. But and he scored like 40. But I don't think he's going to do it again. I just think that uh, you know it was it was good to see and maybe kind of you know silence the haters for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was good to see. I mean, Kirk Cousins is actually like. As far as a person-wise, he seems like he's a really good dude. It's just, you know, seems to crumble in the big moments. But he didn't crumble against the uh, the, the Eagles, which was nice to see. Um, another thing I noticed from the game, uh, the Vikings' defense, uh, I think it was going into the fourth quarter. Uh, the Vikings' record, I think, when they have a fourth quarter lead, is like 22-0. and 0. So they're basically pretty much undefeated when uh, Mike Zimmer's on the field or when Mike Zimmer's team uh, goes into the fourth quarter with a lead. Uh, that's encouraging because that tells me two things. Number one, the defense uh, obviously shuts people out, don't let, doesn't let them come back into the football game for the most part. And then also uh, the offense does a great job of clock management and running the football um, and taking care of it that way. So I expect that record to be broken at some point during the season, maybe, uh, hopefully not in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, I expect that record to be broken at some point. I probably just jinxed him. But, you know, I still think that <laughs> – I still think that the Vikings are uh, – they've still got some stuff to prove. This is a must-win uh, this week going against the Lions because, like I said, the Packers put a lot of pressure on the Vikings and the Lions and the, really the entire NFC North division with getting this win because now they're – well, you guys are 5-1. and one. Vikings are four and two. Um, this is this is definitely a big game uh, coming up for the Vikings. Um, what so? What did you see? Yeah, um, I wouldn't. Yeah, like you said, I wouldn't get too excited if I was a Vikings fan. Obviously, Kirk Cousins looked like the quarterback the Vikings paid him to be. Yeah. Um, on Sunday against the Eagles, that's a game that I and probably everybody else picked the Eagles to win that game. Yep. Um, me too. But. It just it goes to show you uh, how good the offense can be when Kirk Cousins is in the zone when he's when he's on, and they need that. I mean, like you said, Dalvin Cook wasn't really a factor in no. that game, but if Dalvin Cook can be a factor and Kirk Cousins can both play well in the same game, the Vikings the offense is going to be it can be really really scary, mm -hmm. and yeah, with receivers like Thielen and Diggs. Um, I saw something funny about uh, if the new thing is if a Vikings receiver complains, <laughs> Kirk Cousins will throw him three touchdowns next week. <laughs> and Because first, Thielen was complaining, then he had a huge game. Then Diggs was complaining, and he had a huge game. So I think somebody else should start – Treadwell maybe should start complaining. But well, not Treadwell because it doesn't matter. He's probably on his way out. Yeah, the, hopefully – yeah, maybe he should complain. Maybe help the Vikings out. I don't know. But um, I was actually really encouraged. Uh, I don't know. if Did you watch the Vikings game or not really? I watched the highlights. I didn't get to watch mm -hmm. the whole game. No. There was uh, also the Vikings rookie running back, Alexander Madison. I think he was a third-round pick out of Boise State. Um, played very well. Uh, he was a guy that obviously – Dalvin Cook's going to get the – 
the horses uh, load the bulk of the carries. Maybe the horse. I don't know. I don't. I had a horse on the mind. That doesn't. That's not right. Uh, I, he's gonna get the lion's share. Lion. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook's gonna get the lion's share of the carries. You know whether it's uh, touches, uh, whether it's getting you know getting a carry or getting a pass. Uh, I still think that. He's going to have to, uh, Delvin Cook's going to have to might step up his game a little bit in terms of pass blocking because uh, the Vikings offensive line is not, uh, it's it's all right. It's improved, but it's not great. So, but right. back to Alexander Madison, he played absolutely, he did play very well, even though he had a late fumble, which at that point it was a blowout. Nobody really cared. And I think the Vikings bailed him out with a pick anyways. So mm-hmm. um, the thing is, if the Vikings running game, you know, if, they, if he can, he's really played well all season long. I think he's got over 200 yards, one touchdown. If you can continue to be able to bring that kind of an impact uh, week in and week out when Delvin Cook isn't on the field, that's going to be huge for the Vikings because I think it was back in 2017 that when Delvin Cook went down, the Vikings had to rely on Latavius Murray. They had to rely on Jarek McKinnon to be able to come in and provide load. And yeah, Alexander Madison, 250 yards this far, um, hasn't obviously started a game, but he could be a guy that rushes for 500 yards and gives you know probably gives the Vikings a handful of touchdowns. So if, I'm not necessarily worried if Delvin Cook goes down. Um, I think that he, you know, again, I'm jinxing the Vikings tonight, uh, but I still think Alexander Madison can go ahead and uh, and can carry the Vikings. Um, no, I love Mike Zimmer, and I, just the way that he answers questions, I, it's very funny to me. Um, I think that you know, especially everything kind of going in, uh, it's going to be really good to see how you know the team reacts to playing a good team in the Lions, uh, and and it's going to be important to see how they react to uh, you know continue to. See if they can win a game uh, in a tough environment. Um, I don't remember if it's away or at home, but I know that the Vikings, you know, all I know is that they have to play. Um, Vi- Detroit, I think. Vikings schedule. Um, it is uh, Vikings at Packers, yeah. Or, excuse me, at Lions. So, yeah, and then uh, the Redskins come to Minnesota next Thursday night. So, nope, it'll be good to see the Vikings uh, going through that because I do believe that they, uh, they do have to kind of uh, – they got to take care of business, but – well, what about this other big news? Jalen Ramsey is going to the Rams. Yeah, just showed up in Los Angeles today, I think, or last yeah. night. Last night, yeah. Uh, not sure if he's going to play. I would assume he'll play Sunday because the Rams got rid of They traded away Marcus Peters um, to the Ravens, which was another big trade, but it's kind of being overshadowed by the Jalen Ramsey situation. Yeah. And I would just like to congratulate Jalen Ramsey on his miraculous healing of his back injury. As soon as he got <laughs> traded, his back feels all better now. So, <laughs> thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, you saw it coming. You know, he wasn't yeah. hurt. He just didn't. I think he got tired of dealing with uh, with everything with the Jaguars. I mean, there was a something a couple years ago. Wasn't there something that Jalen Ramsey said that the NFL basically made them throw the game or whatever against the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl? Like maybe I don't know, maybe there wasn't something I remember right or whatever. But you know, ever since that kind of happened, I I don't. He hasn't necessarily fallen off, but he hasn't been as dominant as I thought he would be. But I think he's going to really really solidify that uh, that Rams defensive backfield. Um, I think it's going to be tough, especially um, you know they. I think they traded Marcus Peters to the Ravens, uh, so that'll be you know he's a big loss too. But I mean they're they're getting Jalen Ramsey, so it's really not no skin off um, the Rams' backs. But at the same time, uh, they did. I don't think they have a first round pick for five years. Like I saw that, I'm like, okay. I realize the Rams are probably most likely in a win now mode, and I can respect that a little bit because I mean Jared Goff uh, and you know. Todd Gurley are both respectable players. 
Um, Cooper Cup, I actually really like Cooper Cup. But your defense and everything, I'm just really uh, I'm really scared to see what he'll do. Um, and if they are in win-now mode, does this move mean that they actually have a shot now? I don't know. Um, obviously, Jalen Ramsey is a, is a game-changer. But I think it's going to come down to really how Jared Goff and Todd Gurley, how they can continue to play. Yeah, for sure. I it, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the, the Rams gave up two firsts yep, and a fourth. Two and a fourth that's, round, yep. That's a lot for a cornerback. You never see trades that big for defensive backs. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's super surprising. I didn't see that coming when teams were only asking for one first-round pick for Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I guess those teams didn't know about the emotional baggage he was going to bring with him. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a huge trade. I mean, they have a they have an anchor at each level. And I'm not sure about linebackers. I'm not too familiar with their linebackers. But they got Aaron Donald on the defensive line, and they got Marcus Peters. I believe they have Eric Weddle, correct? Uh the Rams. They should have Eric Weddle. Yeah, from what I remember. I want to say he went. He signed with the Rams this offseason. So if Eric- that if that is true, he's that's that's a very good backfield. What all stats? Let's see if he actually plays for them. They've got to be, yeah, he is. He does play for the Rams. Well, they got a pretty good defensive backfield, like you said. Um, and plus, can we just give a little bit of props to the 49ers right now? Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. They're one, aren't they? One of the only undefeated teams in NFL, like in the NFL right now. Yeah, them and the Patriots, and they're getting yeah. disrespected pretty bad. I was watching yeah. Good Morning Football yesterday. And they were talking about the NFC playoff picture, and these two guys were arguing back and forth. They were like, who do you think the the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through? Is it going to go through Lambeau Field, or is it going to go through New Orleans? Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, there's 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 still a team in the NFC that hasn't even been beat yet. Nobody's talking about them. Yeah. The 49ers haven't been beat. Their defense looks awesome. Their yeah. offense looks good. They look like a very, very well-balanced team, which is scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're not winning by a little points. They're winning by multiple multiple touchdowns, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're flying under everybody's radar. Um, the Green Bay gets to play them in a few weeks. I'm excited for that. Um, I kind of I, I don't really want the 49ers to still be undefeated when that <laughs> time comes, but that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. Nobody's talking about them. I think they're just they're not getting the respect they deserve. Jimmy Garoppolo is doing he's doing very well, even mm-hmm. though he's had the most turnovers in a season he's had in his entire career. But that really doesn't mean anything because he hasn't even been a starter for a whole season before. Yeah. I don't think. No, pretty not very. No, he hasn't. Plus, I, the defense is playing out of their mind right now. Like yeah, that defensive yeah. line, I think I heard somewhere four first round draft picks or something like that. Like mm-hmm. literally, uh, Nick Bosa. I mean, this guy, I don't think he plays a ton, but he has three sacks already uh, this year, and he's only started three games uh, out of playing out of five. So. against Baker Mayfield. What's that? I think all three of his sacks were against Baker Mayfield. I'm looking up right now. He says he has two against Baker Mayfield. Oh. I, by the way, I liked the I liked his move when he put it into the you know faked the the flag because it was kind of you know karma sucks, but it's whatever in football. But I just I thought that was really funny. Um, uh, I don't necessarily. Um, I don't approve of showboating, but that was precedented, right? Like that was deserved. Um, but no, this this entire offense, their defensive line for them is just absolutely balling out right now. And you know they still have D Ford, obviously, and they got um, uh, DeForest Buckner, who's a who's a really good player. 
Um, Arik Armstead even has a couple, uh, two and a half sacks and run about like just their entire defense right now. And maybe you saw it like during the highlights or whatever. Did you see how excited their defensive coordinator was? Like that makes a, a big difference. Like I think, um, the, when the Vikings had, uh, Leslie Frazier, he was such every time, every time Tristan that they used to like take it, like put the camera on Leslie Frazier, his team would be down like by like 35 points and you would just see. You would see Leslie Frazier just stone faced, like nothing. Like yeah, I would yeah. be yelling at them. I would make I would be making them run laps or run hundreds on the sidelines while we're getting our butt kicked. And I'm I I just uh, it, it was it was kind of frustrating for me because I was like I there's I really liked him as a person because there's a there's a difference between a guy being a professional on the sideline and having some emotion when your team is down that much. Like My you have to be able. What's that? I have a favorite memory of Leslie Frazier. Uh, okay. I believe it was week 15 or 16. I don't know what year it was, but they, the, the Vikings played the Packers the last week of the regular season, and they beat the Packers. And then they played them in the wild card round. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And Leslie Frazier benched Christian Ponder, and he started uh, Joe Webb. No, Joe, no, uh, Christian Ponder got injured, actually. He dislocated his shoulder. He got he had dislocated his shoulder, yeah. I thought he was okay to play though, and they just nope. decided to play Joe Webb. No, he. The, I I looked up that up because I remember I was looking that up a couple days ago because I was like, yeah, why did Christian Ponder not play? And it was because he hurt his shoulder the week before against the Packers. Mm, kind of like how Manny Pacquiao hurt his shoulder when he fought Floyd. <laughs> yep. Everybody's got excuses, but. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of speaking of fighting, I want to I want to get into fighting a little bit on the show. Not this episode, but I'm yeah. a big C fan. Uh if we have any listeners that are UFC fans, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Um, yeah. But it's a little off topic. I'll go back to uh, old Leslie Fraser. But yeah, you're right. Every time, every time you saw him on camera, he didn't look happy. And oh. I don't, I'm not really sure how long his tenure with the Vikings was. I don't think it was very long. He was a defensive coordinator for a while, but then he got promoted to um, the interim head coach when uh, Brad Childers got fired, and oh. then. Uh, because, I mean, Brad Childress was trying to save the Vikings, so he brought in Randy Moss. You know, he had uh, Brett Favre still, and then mm-hmm. Brett Favre got um, got hit by that Vikings, or that, uh, that defensive lineman for the Bears. Oh, man, what's his name? Uh, I'm blanking on it. But anyway, he ended up getting uh, kind of getting fired, and then um, Leslie Frazier took over. And from that moment on, you know, he, he spent a couple seasons with the Vikings after that. That, was, that 2012 year was the year that Adrian Peterson ran for over 2,000 yards. And then the next week, uh, the first round of the playoffs had like 99 yards, like literally one yard away from 100 yards. And um, but yeah, it was rough because I still think that the, um, you know, Leslie Frazier. Like I said, every time you see the dude, like every time you saw him, he just had no Corey Wooten. That's who the defensive lineman was. Sorry, the name just popped into my head. Who ended Brett Favre's career and then came to play for the Vikings? But listen, <laughs> uh, I still think that every time I saw Leslie Frazier, I just got in. Infuriated because just remembering how uh, how nonchalant he was on the sideline and just you know had needed to have emotion and still he had he had a good defense up until those couple of scenes I don't know why it all of a sudden it was it was bad I think it was because he um, he played uh, I think it was the Tampa two that he ended up playing his defense and it was it was I think it was outdated. And I think that's why the defense wasn't as good. But hey, listen, the point is that he wasn't emotional. And then Mike Zimmer came in and absolutely was just adamant. Like he was yelling at people. Like people literally would be getting a drink of water. And he'd be in their face. Like that's the kind of enthusiasm I wanted from. Yeah, you, know, you need that. I feel like a team yeah. needs that coach. You yeah. need somebody who's going to yell and scream. Uh, 
Like, for instance, the Packers. Mike McCarthy, he got heated here and there, but he wasn't really big into yelling at the players very much. Mm-hmm. But uh, Matt LaFleur, I mean, he's only been here for for six weeks, and I I love his attitude. He's screaming at people left and right. and <laughs> but, like, yeah. I, I feel like if you're, a, like, a coach, too, like, you need to be – like while obviously yelling at people, you need to have like a little spit flying too. Like like spit needs to be hitting the player's face so that they know. Yeah. Like and, and the coach won't say anything. Like they don't care because I'm yelling at you. You're not doing your job. I'm yelling at you. I th- I just find that hilarious. I think that's also what often the coaches need to have. They need to be yelling at their players. Like it's just because they're not getting the job done. Mm-hmm. For sure. But um, but no. Again, Leslie Frazier was you know bad to see. But once Mike Zimmer came in, kind of shorted up. I was you know I was glad to see that. And uh, I'm still a big Mike Zimmer fan. I don't I don't care what all the, all the Vikings fans say. I still I still think that he's really done a great job, especially with everything that he's done. Um, as far as just you know looking at everything. Um, let's also kind of talk about what about the Dallas Cowboys now? Three, uh, won their first three games. Uh, you know I thought it was kind of funny because I know. Uh, Chris Smith, he's the director of content for the Unfiltered Sports Network, who I write for on the side. Uh, I gotta, I gotta bring up something, big guy, because uh, it was, it made me laugh a little bit. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I made a joke to him. I, you know, I, I DM'd him on Twitter and I said, you know, I think I gave him uh, some sort of flack about the, you know, the Cowboys or something about, you know, they were three and zero, and the Vikings had just lost. I think it was to the Packers or somebody, or uh, no, they just won actually um, against the Raiders. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, if he brings that up, I, I I hope that the Cowboys just just start to lose left and right. Nothing personally against the Cowboys, but sometimes you need to be made a little bit modest. I love Chris to death; he's a great guy. Um, I just thought it was funny. So he, I, I remember DMing him and being like, "Give him some flack about the Cowboys," and he responds back to me, "I don't speak two and one." I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right. You know, I'll, I'll let that one slide. I had that coming. You know, I told him I had that one coming." Um, and I remember just kind of looking at that. I was like, man, I don't ever wish ill upon anybody. Um, but I, ju- I just really hope that for some reason the Cowboys, uh, they, don't, they don't do as well during the next couple weeks. So I can, I can feel good about myself for a little bit. And uh, sure enough, they're on a three-game losing streak. And they just lost to the Jets. So, Chris, if you're listening, I got to say this. Uh, I don't speak three and three. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just kidding, big guy. No, I don't know what, what's going on with the Cowboys right now. I think a lot of people, and I, we had this debate on the podcast, is uh, Dak Prescott a franchise quarterback? I said no because I felt like he had to have a big season. Yeah, <laughs> I don't put any respect on Dak's name. Franchise quarterback. Yeah, franchise. Um, I still think that it's going to really come down to this season and how, what he can prove to do with his arm because, again, you have Zeke Elliott and – you don't really need to do a whole lot if you have a Zeke Elliott. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get a couple first downs in there, and then when they shut them down, shred them apart. Eight guys, nine guys in the box, okay, run a slant, run a screen, run a whole bunch of different things. You know, run some deep curl or something. Get the offense going with uh, by throwing the football. And I just want to kind of point out some, uh, some stats here. Okay, first game he played the New York Giants. We know who the New York Giants are, okay? He threw four touchdowns and over 400 yards. The Cowboy fans were hyped, okay? They were like, you know, there's – saying that he's proven his franchise quarterback had a good game yeah he should against one of the worst defenses in the nfl okay next week against washington not the worst defense in the nfl but certainly not the best came out through three touchdowns and a pick 269 yards dallas wins again okay get a little bit more attention you know i'm pretty happy to see what he's doing then they come out against the miami dolphins and at one point the dolphins were kind of in that game might i add 
uh, before finally Dak and the rest of the Cowboys finally woke up and uh, and they beat him 31 to six. Dak Prescott, 19 to 32 for 246 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Okay, not great, but he got the job done. Tristan, do you want to tell me what he did against the New Orleans Saints? And I do believe that I said I would come on the podcast and say I was wrong, even when he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. I'll answer that for you. 22 or 33, 220 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. Okay. And the Saints, you know, one of my buddies, Kyle Showalter, big shout out, uh, kind of brought it up that their defense uh, really isn't that good, the, the Saints. Uh, and it's not it's not great, but it's still top 20, I think. It's still top 15 around there. Um, still got a good defense. Uh, they had a backup quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. Go, Teddy. Love you, man. Um, and they still were able to, you know, beat the Cowboys. And then they come back against Green Bay and obviously two touchdowns, three picks. I'm not saying he's not a franchise quarterback, uh, but he hasn't looked like it. No, he hasn't. Um, first of all, you can't spell Dallas without back-to-back L's. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, no. I saw that on Twitter and that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when they had two L's. Now they have three, so. Yeah, I know. Back but uh, yeah, there's no excuse. There's no excuse to lose to the Jets. Um, I can see you losing to the Saints. Yeah, the Packers. Okay, like they're both very good teams, but the Jets. Like the Jets didn't win a game yet, man. That was that was a game. I mean, I picked up Michael Gallup uh, and played him at my wide receiver one spot because you were playing the New York Jets. Yeah, and you go out and do nothing. Like yes, against. Jets. I mean, the Jets, I think the Jets, uh, they're a lot better than their record says. Um, well, they got Sam Darnold in there and, and a, a quarterback. I really like Sam Darnold. He's been playing well. They do have, yep, he's back. And they, they look so much better when he's on the field. Yeah. Um, I don't think, what are they, one and five? Yeah, they looks um, yeah, they not good. Yeah, with Darnold, they look like so much better than a one and five team. Yeah. Um, but you still, it's they were 0 and five. Like, you can't lose to them. Um, no. Yeah, and he's got – there's no excuse for Dak Prescott not to be having a big year. Um, I know Randall Cobb was out, I believe. Amari Cooper got sent out of the game in the first quarter, I think. Yeah, he got, he got injured right away. And then also so, I think Randall Cobb got injured too. So I can see why they can make excuses. So there's some issues, but um, yeah. I mean, when you have when you have Randall Cobb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Jason Witten, Ezekiel Elliott, a pretty good offensive line, and a very good – I think I think their defense is very good. Yeah. Um, maybe not – probably not top 10, but no. they have a good enough defense to uh, get you wins, especially a team like the Jets. Like, <laughs> I'm, linebacker, I'm linebackers are supposed to be all-stars, and Aaron Jones is out here blowing kisses at him as he <laughs> runs touchdowns in, but – Oh, yeah, I don't know. No excuse for Dak Prescott not to have a big year. No excuse for the Cowboys not to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they don't make the playoffs, uh, that's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for Prescott. Um, he's not going to get paid. Garrett is getting fired if they don't make the playoffs. I'm telling you right now. Jason Garrett will get fired, and Dak Prescott will not get paid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to bring this up. The Jets, by the way, uh, not only have one of the worst offenses in the NFL, but before Sam Darnold even stepped on the field um, – they were obviously number 32 in throwing the football. But even after he throws for over 300 yards, they're still number 32 in the NFL. They're throwing for 156 yards a game. Sam Darnold threw for over 330 yards. 
against the Cowboys. And, man, that defense killed me last week, too. And, you know, he had two touchdowns and a pick. I'm looking at Sam Darnold. I'm thinking, uh, the Jets got some hope now. Like, the, the rest, they got to fill out the rest of their team, obviously, but they got some hope now. And Sam Darnold absolutely balled out, and I'm, I'm really happy to see what he's doing there. Um, but I, how do you lose to the Jets, man? One of the worst running games, despite the fact they have Le'Veon Bell. Like, I don't know how many, what that says about their offensive line. But just look at it. I don't know how you lose to the Jets. I really don't. And it's just – it's something that I'm looking at. I'm hoping – you know, I, again, I don't have anything personal against the Cowboys. I just – this was supposed to be a rebound. You know, Zeke Elliott was supposed to run for 230 yards and score three touchdowns. Dak Prescott was supposed to throw two, maybe three touchdowns. This was supposed to be a rebound game. And you lose to the Jets. This is absolute. This is panic time. If you're a Cowboys fan, this is panic time. I don't care what anybody says because at the end of the day, when your team and this is this is like when the Vikings played the Bills last year and just got dismantled. I think it was in Minneapolis too. And yep. uh, and Anthony Barr got hurdled by a rookie quarterback in Josh Allen. Yeah, that was panic mode. This is panic mode for the Cowboys right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I. Oh. I was just I was just shocked to see that. I was just I was laughing at it and I realized, you know, um moving forward if the Cowboys just need to get their receivers back and maybe seem to I don't know, find whatever shred of dignity they can and and just play some football. I don't know. Um I just thought it was I hope funny. Not. <laughs> I, hope not. I don't like Jason Garrett and I don't like Dak Prescott. I want Jason Garrett to get fired. I think Jason Garrett will get fired this year. Um you know, if they make the playoffs and they lose in the first round again, I still think he gets fired. Yeah. Um, they're just – you have too good of a team to not be doing anything with. And, yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to get fired. I don't think Dak's going to get paid, um, despite how good he does. I mean, if they make the – if they win, like, I think they won They won their first round of the playoffs last year, I believe. He got his first playoff win. If they can win two playoff games this year, that might – be a warrant to pay Dak Prescott if he can get you further than he got you last year. But I just don't see it happening, especially after you take an L to the Jets. Um, yeah. It's very pretty sad, and that's that's definitely a new low for the Cowboys. I don't think – I'm not sure who they play coming up, but I, I can't tell you it's going to get much easier mm-hmm. than – playing the Jets because that that game should have been should have been pretty easy I think yeah it should have been um it was like I said it was supposed to be a rebound game um and the fact that they're not doing it well that's I guess that's just how the cookie crumbles um there's also talk of the possibility of Mitch Trubisky coming back for the Bears game and I have a question and I believe that it, it should be answered here a little bit uh, and the question is if indeed Mr. Trubisky can make it back for the game does that mean that the Viking, or excuse me, the Bears should bench Chase Daniel? No. And no, I agree with you. Um, here's That's why. A, What's that? Go ahead. No, I'd say it doesn't matter if Trubisky's back or not. I think Chase Chase Daniel is a better thrower of the football mm-hmm. than Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky is, you know, I don't know what the numbers are. I think he's overrated. It's not yeah. just because I'm a Packers fan. It's just because from what I've seen, he's not that good. Yeah. Um, they've just put, they put so much belief and so much stock into him that they feel like they have to stick with him. Mm-hmm. And Chase Daniels, I would, I don't really know how he's been playing the last couple of weeks, but I would say he's probably been better in the air than Mitchell Trubisky has been. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the stats are. Uh, but um, did the the Bears lose last week? Or uh, I think they had their bye week. Um, yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was oh, their wait. bye week. It was their bye week? Okay. That's what this I thought. This week was their bye week, and 
or last week was their bye week rather. I'm not sure if they won or lost the week before, but yeah. Um, I mean, they'll probably play Mitchell Trubisky over yeah. Chase Daniel, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's just, I feel like that's a weakness for their offense because Mitch Trubisky can't throw left. Um, in the rare instances where he can throw left, the offense is pretty successful. But he's not. I would rather have Dak Prescott than Mitch Trubisky. I think anybody would. Yeah. Um, Trubisky. I think he's probably one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. Oh. Um, and there's there's a few bad ones out there. I think he's one of them. But uh-huh. I'm I wouldn't I wouldn't be hopeful if I was a Bears fan. I think they need to they need to draft a new quarterback or they need to bring in somebody else because I don't think Mitchell Trubisky will ever take the Bears anywhere. Mm-hmm. This is the only thing I feel about Mitch Trubisky is is this. The Bears, I believe, traded up from the number three spot to the number two spot to draft him. You know, um, yeah, against a team that I believe uh, – I'm going to look back here. But uh, from what I remember, it was a team that could have uh, – they could have stayed at number three and totally been okay. They could have uh, They could have stayed at number three and drafted Trubisky in the third round. <laughs> you know, Okay. That's probably true, but looking back at the 2017 NFL draft, um, I'm actually looking up the team that they, you know that actually was ahead of them because I believe they just they just switched spots with them just to be on the safe side. Uh, I believe it was San Francisco who uh, I don't know if they had Jimmy G or were they thinking about it at that point, but um, although they had Jimmy G, yep, they had Jimmy G. Um, but the point is that. They could have stayed at number three and been fine. Like you said, probably stayed for, you know, into the third round. I, I don't know about the third round. I don't know because he was he was pretty highly touted coming out of college. Um, I just think that it was kind of a uh, – I don't know what was going on there. I mean, just looking at it, uh, I don't know what their thought process was. Maybe I didn't I, – I, I hate to say this name on the, on the air because it, it, br- it brings back bad memories. It brings back a lot of bad memories. Christian Ponder, whom the Vikings, I believe, drafted again, 12th overall – and um, I believe they traded up for, and then the Bears went out and did the same thing. I'm not going to say he's a Christian Ponder-esque pick because I, but despite you know um, some of the questionable decision, uh, not even just questionable decision making, I would say just the way that Mr. Bisky plays a little too cautionary, uh, doesn't like to sling it a whole lot. Um, I would say that he reminds me a lot of Christian Ponder, uh, but I, he's not. I, I think he's a better quarterback than Christian Ponder. So, um, and it's just the fact. I don't know what the Bears were thinking. Maybe you know, leadership. Maybe he, you know, blew it out of the root, blew it out of the water with the interviews. I don't know necessarily what happened there, but I still think that moving forward, uh, I think he he needs to he needs to play like he was a number two overall pick. Like and he, he needs to he needs to justify that for the Bears. Otherwise, a lot of people are getting fired. Um, and and let's be real about something. You said it best. Chase Daniels, uh, Chase Daniel, excuse me, threw the football very well against a tough Minnesota Vikings defense, and in a way, kind of had them on their heels for a bit. And I know they only put up; it was only like 16 points, but that's all he had to do. I mean, when you're when his uh, when his defense was swarming Kirk Cousins, all he had to do was put up a couple scores and let the defense do the rest. So, if you got a guy that can come in, go you know, score two, three touchdowns and call it good and let your defense go attack the other quarterback. Like, I don't know why you would mess that up. Um, they have, they're coming out there by week, you know, they're, they're going to prepare for whoever they got next. And I think it's, it's honestly just going to come down to 
you know, if well, what's gelling best for the team right now? The Vikings were facing the same exact thing a couple years ago when uh, 2017, when Case Keenum uh, was playing very well. They brought it. They started Sam Bradford. I think it was against the Bears too, and the Bears' defense was still good, but the offense was still searching. And um, uh, I think that was actually Mitch Trubisky's first start too. And the Vikings started Sam Bradford, and he. Wasn't back from his knee injury yet. He just was not quite there. And then they were able to bring uh, – they brought Case Keenum in who came in and won the game for him. Uh, it, it's just a, you have to go what's best for your football team at that point. So I don't know that Mr. Trubisky is what's best for your football team moving forward at this point. I think you got to be honest with yourself. If whichever quarterback gives you the best chance to be successful, you have to take that above where you drafted Mr. Trubisky. Mm-hmm. So that's my feeling. And I think you got to just – Man, you got to look at it. You just got to be sure that this is the absolute best thing for your football team. And uh, let's see. I don't know who they play next. Um, they play the twentieth. Um, I think it looks like they. I'm. Who, who do the Bears play next? I don't even know. Shoot, I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I got a little uh, update so, here on Patty Mahomes. Okay. Uh, it is believed he had a patella or a kneecap dislocation. Oh. Um, it can it can be treated without surgery. And he could just wear a brace. Uh-huh. Um, it said, best case scenario, he'll just miss a few weeks. Worst case scenario, he'll have season-ending surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll have an MRI tomorrow to determine which course to take. Mm-hmm. Um, Please. He don't. will be out a few weeks, unfortunately. I won't get to see him play next week. <sighs> uh, that's too bad. Packers yeah. by a landslide. But yeah. <laughs> Madden curse never fails. Oh. Um, Never it does. Fails. By the way, the Bears play at New Orleans next week. That's going to be a tough game, even though it is at Shul- uh, Soldier Field. Um, man, that's that's tough to hear for. You know, that's tough to hear for the Chiefs because I know Maurice is probably fumed right now because his you know one hope at quarterback is down. Uh, I hope it's obviously nothing serious for Petty Mahomes. I hope he can come back and uh, you know do his thing. Um, but yeah, again, big thing coming up. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully the I, I actually want the Packers to win because I feel like uh, that'll really set the tone. I feel like if uh, if if Mahomes misses the rest of the season, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs won't take the season so seriously because I mean your best player's out and your defense is not as good as it was last year. So maybe they'll tank. I don't want to say maybe not tank, but they won't maybe play as well just so maybe they get a better draft pick and that way the Vikings can beat them and hopefully go to the playoffs. I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, yeah, that's all I got for tonight. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and follow uh, me at Colton Hall 99 on Twitter, follow Tristan at Tristan. Is it dot Rancor on Twitter? Yes. Tristan dot Rancor on Twitter. Again, remember to subscribe to the, to the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you guys know the thing. You subscribe to your thing. Tristan, always great having you on. Pleasure. Um, that's, I think, what we got for tonight. But uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure you guys have a good night and take it easy.